Hello, my fans, friends. Welcome to another Rahalastapa. It's a surprise one. It's leapt in there. It's a Zoom one with someone from America. Who could it be? Oh, you've seen it's come up on the thing when you downloaded it. It's Maria Bamford for the second time. Absolutely delightful to have Maria uh, on the show. She is just a fabulous person, but also one of the greatest stand-up comedians in the world. Do check out her stuff. Do go and catch her on tour if you can. She's in the UK, Dublin, and um, also in the Netherlands uh, from April the 21st in Dublin. Do check that out. I'm sure you can find the dates on her website. Uh, there is some talk about uh, suicide in this show. She gives out a text number that uh, American people can uh, use in the show. But for anyone in the UK, if you are having thoughts of suicide please do contact the Fantastic Samaritans on 116123 or text SHOUT to 85258 uh, and they will help you. It's uh, a big subject, but Maria talks about it uh, very openly and um, very interestingly and also funnily, which is uh, important. Anyway, let's not spoil the show by telling you what's coming up, apart from that bit. Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy Raha Lastapa with the magnificent Maria Bamford. My guest this week is probably best known for her portrayal as Brittany the Bank Teller in the video game Escape from Monkey Island. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Maria Bamford. Oh my God. The preparation that went into that, uh, <laughs> that piece, you know, and I, I wasn't the star. I, the star is the whole production itself. Okay. You know, when you see yeah. that list of credits go by, um, <laughs> it's not just about me. Thank you for remembering that I did. It's good. Well, it's very in the UK. That's people are, are mad for for that. So you'll you'll be when you come over here, which I know you are very shortly. You'll be swamped. Big telling do the voice, do the catchphrase. It's all going to be good. Uh, it's lo it's it's lovely to have you back. We've tried to get in touch with you a couple of times. The last time we tried to talk to you, you had a plumbing emergency. I yes, wanted to check, and it's check still, that was okay. It's still ongoing. Oh no. Uh, yes. Um. We now have water again, but for about seven days we did not have water, uh, which is uh, somehow shameful, even though it's not. <laughs> I did. Your fault. I showered at a few of our neighbors, and they're like, "Anyways, I was." Uh, people were very kind. Oh well, you, you'll be leaving your home soon to come to to England. Yes, leave so that all the we have showers here. We have we have baths. We have showers. Hopefully, it will work when you're here. Do you want to talk to about what is the what is the new tour? Is it a brand new show? Is it new oh, material? Well, yes. Oh my gosh, for sure, new material. Uh, the theme seems to be uh, that I would like to be a part of something, no matter what it is, even if it is, I don't understand uh, what I've joined. Okay. Um, I've, I've been a part of a few cults over time and um, yeah, and I still belong. I love, I love religion. I love uh, being a part of my family, which is also a cult. Um, <laughs> they have, true. Uh, very odd. <laughs> practices and beliefs that somehow they adhere to uh despite uh the the community outcry so um yeah no so that that is the theme is mm -hmm. this wanting to be a part of of things um well great well it's lovely to have 
Yeah, yes. but being being involved, which you know, this well, the, the podcasts are very much cults, and our audience are, uh, are cults, and every single one of them. So it's it, you know, you're very welcome here. Uh, and uh, I'll t- I'll go through the dates because it's very soon. We're going to put this out on uh, Wednesday, and so um, we're looking at April the twenty first in Dublin. Yes. Tell me if I miss any out. If there's any new ones, April the twenty fifth in Glasgow. April the 27th in Birmingham, April the 28th in Manchester, and the 30th in London. What what venue are you playing in London? Oh, you know? playing Earth, and it's already sold out. Oh, um, well. They do another, uh, they may add another show, and then we're doing Amsterdam and, and Rotterdam, if yeah. you have any liter- uh, listeners there. Yeah, that we, we certainly do, so that would be terrific. Well, come and see, well, if there are any tickets, come and see, the, come and see that show. Uh, uh, well, I was watching, I watched... Um, your uh, you well or did I listen to it? I listened to the uh, audio, the Audible book uh, oh, of your no. of your <laughs> both your your show, which is fantastic, uh, and uh, you, you are a comedy special as well. I learned how to do be, be a comedian by listening to your step by step instruction, um, uh, how to write an hour. Um, yeah. It's good. I yeah. mean. Because you know you can't really instruct people on how to do that. I, I... Well, I think you can, from what the reviews that the one star <laughs> reviews I've gotten right. on the on the Audible book, it, I guess you can. There's a couple people who are doing it. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, my thing was anything. The most important thing about doing stand-up comedy is to call it stand-up comedy. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, fill the hour, and then <laughs> keep calling it. <laughs> well, and I also like the, you know, you're a very collaborative uh, stand-up, which I, I don't know if it's unusual. It feels unusual to me. And certainly when I write my uh, specials, or my which are usually 90 minutes or more, um, I sort of, I go into myself and I don't let anyone really know what I'm doing until I perform it. But your, your suggestion is to find anybody at all to just say it to. Well, yeah, I like, I mean, I'm a theatrical performer, so I like to learn, yeah. I like to, to rehearse it over and over again. Um, and it, it, the reason I need to have a witness and it can only, it can just be one person and they don't have to laugh. There, there's no <laughs> requisites for, for laughing. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's just so that I'll say the words over and over again. Um, and, yeah. and also because I have no more ambition and I can't get myself to do it by myself. Okay. Yeah, well, I think that it is the problem with being a stand-up comedian, doing stand-up comedy, and when people email you and ask you how you do it, you just have to do it, right? You just have to, you're prevaricating by even asking, but I buy, which you talk about in the book as well, by even listening to an audio book of how to be a comedian, it's sort of an act of prevarication or procrastination. Yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? Why Why don't you start talking to yourself into a microphone and uh, and be in the process? You're, you've just wasted another five minutes not doing stand-up comedy by listening to this audio book. But the book is is very enjoyable, whether you want to be a stand-up comedian or not. I think there's plenty of stuff in there. It's it's you know I think it's letting people know the reality of what being a comedian is, and I know that's difficult in a, different in America than it is to the UK because of course the travelling is so much more different. Different when you're going around America, it's uh, long distances where we can sort of drive everywhere in in the UK. Right, but you and or this is uh, uh, the thing the thing I find amazing about. UK, Australia, you know, uh, 
it is that everyone does a full new hour every year and then goes to Edinburgh and and that then that isn't always recorded like yeah. people don't then sell that as merch us we're always creating new uh merch to sell yeah. after shows or or coos do you sell merch after shows i do well but i you know but i i'm unusual in because of chris evans who you have met who's uh recording us uh, he set up a production company which will record uh, stand-up shows of people who don't wouldn't get usually get a deal or just pe or people he liked. So I've actually recorded all of my shows. I even went back and picked up a couple that I hadn't recorded and, and then re-toured them and redid them. So that I do have them all. So I was selling them as DVDs, but no one has DVDs anymore, Maria. That's the, that, what you're selling them on. Or do they? Or do they? <laughs> well, there's also the... I mean, you can sell them as sort of a coaster after the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, as a, as a, <laughs> some sort of collective. We've got a VHS store that just opened, VHS tape. Uh, I don't know if it, the UK ever had VHS tapes. We did. We had VHS. Oh, okay. In Los Angeles. So it is going so retro um, that I'm, you know, because like, comics are selling records um, yeah. now. So yeah, that's happening. Anyways, any way to bring in the cash. I prefer uh, <laughs> panties with my tour dates on the crotch. Um, that's... <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't. I will not be having those. <laughs> Only just because of the luggage. The weight. Yeah, it's a lot to carry. Well, the panties will be good because they're light. The you know, well, books are, I sell books, but they're a lot to lug around now. But books are hard to carry around. Yeah, books. Great numbers. Oh God, books. <laughs> Look at all these. I've got loads of. I've got all these books. Hundreds of books. I've just writing another one. No. Yeah, but they, but they do they do sell, so they're just about worth doing. Um, I was thinking a lot about you a lot during lockdown because you sort of were doing lockdown comedy before everybody else was in lockdown. You would last time I talked to you at the Leicester Square, which I, you were lovely and fantastic to come down to the Leicester Square Theatre for us. Uh, you were talking, we were talking about how you were performing shows to tiny audiences of one person in, in yeah. a coffee shop, I and then do. that became that became the reality for us all. So did you did you know it was coming? Did you see? Oh. It I, yes, I have a godlike uh, aerial view. No, I, I uh, didn't know, but it, it, Zoom is my favorite in terms yeah. of human interaction. Um, it's communicating and yet not having to be in the same space. Not that I don't love human beings in theory. <laughs> um, I just, it's there's something wonderful about it where uh, you can just completely develop your material on your own. Um, you know what do I what do I find funny without hearing any response at all? Um, just making myself laugh. So so in that in that way it was good. Also, you could have the biggest I got the biggest audiences I've ever performed for uh, when over the quarantine. Yes, yeah. millions died. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no. But, uh, but yeah, it, it does suit your it does suit your style because I think you know it you. It, I, I was thinking how hard it might, might have been or must have been for you starting out, not only because uh, in the early days and still to this extent, uh, audiences can be suspicious of female comedians, but also because your style is so individual that like, it must take a, to an audience who doesn't know you, which maybe you don't play to anymore, it must take a little while to, for people to tune in to what's going on. Yes, no, people are upset, yeah. irritated. <laughs> angry i'm a tiny little lady so nobody usually rushes the stage though i did have i've had uh, people get on stage 
Um, and that was the, I thought that was the best thing about that Academy Awards thing was that, <laughs> that even security would not uh, stop to <laughs> slap the comedian. I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I've had people come up on stage to give me hugs, um, large men to, you know, is anybody, no one's gonna, all right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I uh, but, but now it's, yes, yeah, less likely just because people do check on social media or, or watch YouTube, just, you know, watch their comedian before they go see them. Please, uh, if there's any message to change the world, please Google your comedian before you go <laughs> see them. Uh, I am not a good time. Um, if you want, oh my God, let's, let's just have a good time tonight. Nope, nope, well, stop yourself. Say what else <laughs> might be fun? Axe throwing, do you guys do that over there? We have that yeah, over yeah, there. Some axe throwing, yeah. Okay, axe throwing, why don't you do that instead? Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, what I'm gonna do is a lot of kind of cumbersome, uh, verbose monologuing um, in different characters that, aren't from your life are not recognizable <laughs> from any uh pop culture point of view and uh then talk about mental illness probably yeah. suicide and then it's going to be done and you're going to say what what <laughs> but you won't say that you'll say it in the regional accent of the <laughs> that i will not attempt Okay, it's incredible stuff, Marie. You're an absolutely brilliant comedian. In this, in the in the special I was listening to, you were talking about uh, uh, mediocrity and and yeah. seeing yourself as a mediocre, <laughs> which I lo I love because you know mediocrity is a very important. It's very important there are mediocre comedians because otherwise, how are the good comedians going to shine above above that? If if, if everyone's brilliant, yeah, there's no you've way got to have a shit example from which greatness can be determined. <laughs> yeah. And if I can be that for everyone. <laughs> well, what I love about it, and I think as a comedian, it's a, it's a really important step. And it's, I think even now I've been doing this for 30 years or whatever, how long I've been doing it. I still sometimes wimp out, but you absolutely sort of seem to do, you're very true to yourself and you do what you think is funny and what you want to talk about. And I saw you on the, the clip from the James Corden show, which, uh, it's an incredible five minutes of stand up about your about your mum and your mum's death, and uh, it's and to again to play that to an audience who, you know, I, I, to not disparage James Corden for once in my life, um, you know, I'm not expecting his audience, his audience to be ready for that, but it's it was such a bold choice, but it was it was amazing. Well, and I, all uh, blessings to James Corden because what he does before the comic goes up and it's not on camera is he explains uh it's 5 p.m uh pacific time you don't feel like laughing because you're not at a comedy club and you're at this show and you want to see something goofy this person has you know crap you know please amp it up you know so he does a whole uh uh cheerleading thing yeah. uh before the comic goes on so i think that affects it as well because that that's it bombed uh several times before i did it on james Corden. Uh, I R L in real life. Yeah, it, but it's but you know it's a bold choice. You're talking about death and and cancer and <laughs> uh, and inheriting your mother's vibrators, which is a that is a funny subject. There's no denying that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's is that is that something you're doing in in the current stand up show? Or yes. is, that, is that part of the yeah. show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for so, sure, sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so you'll, it's, you'll... <laughs> 
hear those hot takes. Uh, <laughs> well, people should go and check out that. You know, again, if they haven't seen you, which they yes, should, check, check out everything because it's um, it's amazing. And uh, as with all good comedians, once you're in the world, you're immersed in the world. Uh, if it scares you at the start, <laughs> yeah. On, yeah, don't don't, don't do it to yourself. It's one freedom we have left in society. Choose your comedian wisely. Yeah. Oh, and if you come, let's say somebody drags you there because they're a big fan, uh, and you say to yourself. Oh my God, I feel ill or pissed. I once went to an improv show, Richard, where yeah. I was so angry that I started involuntarily stamping my feet. And I said to myself, get out, Maria. You have a choice in life. Yeah. And I did. And it's a, that's the great thing is that you can always leave a comedy yeah. show. Um, yeah. But don't, I mean, I'm for, you're not a mediocre comedian, unfortunately, as much as you'd like to say you are. You're absolutely oh. up there in, with with the best because it's... You know, it's 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 so individual and it's so true to you and it's great. And, you know, I, I played Montreal and I saw a lot of American comedians who were really properly mediocre. <laughs> a lot. And you're, not, you're, you're so far and away. Also, There's a lot of mediocre comedians in America, as there are everywhere. Well, and, and also, yeah, I mean, I think that we also have to get into the philosophy of, you know, what is mediocrity? What does yeah. that mean? You know, what's your definition in terms of... Is that that which pleases the most, or um, is it that which, um, yeah, when everybody's drunk can understand? Yeah. Um, then you know because I think that I am a terrible deliverer of stuff. That after you've had four beers, um, I'm not going to give you uh, concepts that you're going to follow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but other comics might be able to do that for you and and yeah. get you involved too. uh the crowd work i th i love the uh, the art or uh, the art form of crowd work um i am an introverted person and i i i get a little scared when i get eye contact with other people so um that's not my game but i love it myself and i do admire the art from comedy from all of our colleagues I, I agree. I do agree, uh, and I do. I, I, I do love all kinds of comedy, but it's it's there's just something very special. We'll we'll come back to. I, there's so many things you've been up to, and I don't think I talked about a lot of them, but some of them are more recent. Um, in fact, on the on the day I was meant to uh, uh, interview last, um, the bubble, uh, the the yes. new film came out, and I saw a clip of you in the bubble. I thought, oh great, well I watched the bubble to see this, oh, this looks like a great <laughs> character, and I'd seen the I watched the whole of the bubble. To interview and the only bit you're in is the bit that's in the clip of you two seconds i know <laughs> i feel so bad i felt bad but it, it, it was a good movie right i mean it was mm. fun 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 well, it's um, a really good concept fun. i think yeah it's a i, I was thinking we i filmed a film in the, in lockdown in a bubble oh. and you're kind of thinking that's gonna be like that's a really into the, you know the behind the scenes. I mean, it goes it goes off in quite a lot of different directions. This this uh, this this way. It's, it's uh, yeah, but it's no, it's it's very great cast and very. I would like to see more of your character. You play the mother of a kind well, of YouTube influencer, uh, and uh, I thought very strong. What did you record a lot more? Uh, yes, but it's okay. It's okay, and. Uh, um, but Judd Apatow, uh, he's actually producing, he's going to do my next special doc and, and he's really? doing like a part documentary special thing. I don't even know what it is. Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah. So, so that's, so that's something nice that's come out of that. And, um, 
Um, had you worked with him before, or was that the first time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I have worked. He uh, he agreed to do Lady Dynamite, uh, which was of a course. show um, yeah. I did for a couple seasons, and he, you know, did uh, it played himself on those parts. And I think I was a comedian in. Um, let me see. There was a movie he did about comedians. Uh, yes, there was with uh, Adam Sandler. Was it that one? Yes, maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible at remembering um, what is or what is not. Um, yeah. I'm not a good uh, <clears throat> promoter of my own career. Anyways, um, but, but you are, know, you, you, you crop up in a, a lot of, the, you crop, I have two young kids, so I've seen you as Pat the Mad Scientist in uh, Storybots. Oh, yes, which you won, yes. Did you win an Emmy for that performance? I got an Emmy nomination. Just amazing, amazing. The, which was unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, I, it was in a very odd category, like short form children's science based, <laughs> like it was very specific. <laughs> Is that a new category? I think so. And um, and uh, yeah, do a lot of voiceover. I don't know if you guys get Big Mouth over there with um, yeah. uh, Netflix Human Resources. Those are both on, on both of those. Uh, Adventure Time, I did a bunch of voices on that. Um, and let me see, and my the show that I did for a couple of seasons, Lady Dynamite is, is my main offering or yes. a, a YouTube series, uh, The Mary Bamford Show, which um, I think is one of my best productions, though low 25 years ago. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, th there, I have many things to offer on, <laughs> on the YouTubes. Well, it's, you know, it's, it is, it's, that's the amazing thing about uh, in America, it seems like if you can get into, the, like a lot of, comedians do do a lot of acting work or voiceover work as well as everything else so if you can yes. get into that it's and it, and often because it's it's if you know some of those jobs are like a day obviously and some of them are, are much more involved. five minutes yeah Sometimes five minutes <laughs> and it's union so it pays uh, the same amount oh my god i love it so much and uh yeah no there's a reason to live in los angeles and that is cash cow um now uh, of course there are fires and floods um but uh let's not let's not worry about it because it's not today it's not today <laughs> our neighbors they uh, when we moved in they said oh the fire never jumps all to loma which is a certain <laughs> road right near us i was like does the fire know that <laughs> the fire never jumps all to loma it's got boundaries. It knows where it's allowed to go. <laughs> it stops because it knows. <laughs> We've got a pool. And uh, also, there's what's your ailment as well? Is a, was that a YouTube series? Or yeah, that... Yes, uh, that was a, a, a series. Uh, it was a YouTube series. I, th I think it's on actually another. It's on an internet segment. Oh. God, why don't I? I don't know where my old. Do you know who is. you are? <laughs> I don't know who I am. Um, what am I most proud of? Um, my marriage. Yeah. Um, you can't see that unless it's right here. You're, but you're welcome to come over. We live in Altadena, California. Thank I'm you. usually at the coffee shop at Lake and Altadena Drive. It's called Cafe de Leche. Please stop by. I will do a show for you. Yeah. Um, if you are good and when i mean good means you won't mock me and uh, <laughs> and uh you'll listen 
listen politely. Um, but you do talk about your family, obviously, with your with your mother's death. That's a that's a big subject to talk about in your stand up. And your your you do talk about your husband uh, a yes. good deal. Yes, um, yes, my husband. My uh, let, let me see. Um, yeah, just kind of handling the the pandemic. My husband and I found out uh, <laughs> we have a hobby in common, and over the pandemic, and it's one that we developed in different parts of the country. Uh, at the, around the same time, around 10 years of age, and that is longing for death. Um, suicidal ideation, <laughs> it does eat the clock. I don't recommend it. We're trying no. to replace it with a book club. But one day, we were both feeling terrible. And I looked at him and I said, hey, what are you thinking about? And he said, what are you thinking about? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, but don't worry about us. We have a signed document that we got from the suicide prevention people where we've written out our names. I, Maria, will not commit suicide. I will call these three people first. Nothing prevents self-harm faster than paperwork. It's in a magnetized chip clip on the front of our refrigerator. So if ever you come over and help yourself to a Cranras Lacroix, I don't know if you guys have those or spin drifts. They sound good. Okay, they're so good. It's flavored water. Uh, we're running out of water, but let's flavor it. Um, you know we're okay, anyways. You know yeah. we're we're okay. But uh, is, is it is it is it important to you to talk about the mental illness, or do you just th think that that's what you have to talk about? Do you feel like by discussing it, it's helping people, or is it um, just the material? It helps me. It helps yeah. me also. Like I, I do think. Like, yeah, just in terms of, uh, like, I think I have, I had shame for first of, you know, having any kind of mental health issue. And then, and then to also be in a relationship where we're both on the bipolar spectrum and how mm. embarrassing that really is <laughs> like, oh, we're both, uh, uh, wet pillow pets. Like, we're just, yeah. It, that, that, that that can be embarrassing and like just embracing it and saying, oh, this is this normalizing um, that it's it's OK to to talk about it. And 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 yeah, we do have one of those preventative things it's supposed to help that if you've written something out, you signed it, had your therapist look at it like a, a I don't know, some sort of a court justice that that it's supposed to to help. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I find it meaningful to talk about and, and also funny. <laughs> but it, you know, it is, you do make it funny and, but it is also, you know, it's, it's because it's so open and honest. It's, 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 you know, it's scared. It's frightening well, to me as someone who likes you to hear you talking about those, even having those ideas, you know, it's upsetting to me, but it's also, <laughs> it's also well, funny yeah. to hear you talking about it. It's so. also like, well, then the great thing is, is that it's not a surprise. Like if I, like you go to, you know, if I've talked about it and, you know, let's say I see you at a club or whatever, and I'm having a terrible day or, or, or you know, if I yeah. were in a place like someone would call an ambulance. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just yeah. feel like the whole thing of like keeping things a secret, like underground, uh, I'm fine. Um, then it's just so much more likely to happen. I think, I, mm -hmm. I think um, 
Oh, and whenever you mention suicide, you're supposed to do a text talk to 741741 in the US. I'm sure you have the equivalent in uh, the GB. Yeah, um, we'll look, I'll here look it up. In the, um, in the US, it is not always a great idea to call 911 or the cops uh, because sometimes you can get killed. So uh, what I've started doing, call anybody. I called Hertz Rent-A-Car, um, a small business in my city, South Pasadena, California. Uh, they picked up on the first ring. I told her what was going on. She said, I only lease cars. But before hanging up on me, she did say, but I, I do believe every human life has value. You take care. Come on. That's not bad. I mean, not bad. Free, yeah. shitty healthcare available to you now in yeah. the U.S. Also, I've taken to calling the anti-abortion people. All their literature says life is a gift. Have them prove it to you. Um, hi, uh, yeah, no, I'm not pregnant, uh, but my mother was about 15, 51 years back. Yeah, no, she kept it. And um, what is the plan? What to, what's the plan now? Uh, I'd like to be placed in a loving home. Anyways, like just that, and, and at least in the US, I don't know what it's like there, but like our suicide hotline sometimes have a 20 to 90 minute wait uh, time during it. So it's like, yeah. just to not feel like you're gaslighting people when you say, you get out there and you ask, ask for help, you know, it's like, yeah. or use your insurance, your employees, you know, says we have help. And it's like, the reality is sometimes you call for, uh, you know, even if you have insurance in the US, and you will not be seen for four months. Um, and you still, you got to have cash. You got to have money. Um, so I just go to a Taco Bell drive through see if somebody else, somebody in there has taken a community college class in psychology. <laughs> well, you know, but I think by, I mean, it, it's obvious, like comedians come from different places and uh, some of them don't come from, uh, anxiety or mental illness or or but a lot of us no, a lot many of us don't yes many, many don't but a lot of them do but it's I think it's a great way to channel that but also to help yourself and express it to other people and I think by it's one of the you know suicide something that you know people might not like jokes about not that you're doing jokes about it but you're being humorous about it well uh, but it's, it's a, there's a difference no. between some telling a joke about something that you haven't experienced yeah yeah I've I've attempted suicide. I've been in a psychiatric ward. I, I feel like I, I, get, I get to talk about it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like if if somebody's gonna talk down to you know, like saying um, or yes, I just I I think that that's when it's you know punching down that type yeah. of thing, or or talking about something that you have not ex experience so much i just want to hear i want to hear a really good premise like if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't experienced it before then um you know like for example chris rock like you just go that was a, a very thrown off joke like do why you know yeah. like why do, i at least for me as a comedian i go i want it i want it there it, there to be some sort of like meaningful reason that you're bringing it up um but that that's of course that's a definitely a personal thing um 
Yeah, yeah I, I definitely have. I, I think, you know, but I think it's so important. I think it, obviously anyone goes through the same thing. I think it's good. It's just the minute you know anybody else is in anywhere near the same boat, I think that is so helpful. Because I think especially yeah. with things like that, where you're lonely or you're sad or you're suicidal, you feel like you're the only person in the world who's going through it and you feel like everyone else is having a great time. And I think when see so is that someone like you is a very successful person and a very famous person to to know that that can happen to you as well. I think it's it is a help as well. Well, and that it's not like um, and that people you know when somebody commits suicide in your in your friends or family, like how devastating that is, and that you aren't able to talk about it. Like you don't get the same um, kind of grieving as you know people usually go oh they. Oh God, uh, you know, like it's kind of a yeah. weird salacious thing. And it's like, yeah, no, there's also, I, 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 I don't really, none of the, none of this stuff is funny that I've just been blabbing about. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I appreciate uh, material told uh, by people about experiences that I don't have that yeah. somebody else has had. I've heard a couple of comics with schizo schizoaffective disorder recently or schizophrenia talking about yeah. that experience, which has been so helpful. Like, oh my God, like, yeah, that's what I love about the internet is like just that we're getting to have so many different perspectives. Um, you know, I mean, still in the US, it's mostly white male uh perspectives throughout comedy clubs about 90 percent all mm -hmm. clubs still have white male um headliners features and openers but at the very least the internet and youtube is wide open and yeah. everybody is um has a chance and that's that's really great and you're a very nice person maria i think you're a very kind person um i, do, I, I even when you came and did the show last time i know you'd sort of just arrived in town and you walked across uh, town to come and do my podcast which I was very grateful about um and I love it on your twitter you uh you're in your in, in your uh, bio it says tickets are usually 30 dollars if low on dollars and can't afford it email me which is yeah. which is a very nice do, do people take you up on that offer yes, I always sort of sure. say that as well yeah 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 for sure oh my god Christ if if you desperately want to come to the show that is the person I want at the show Sure. Um, I, I would rather uh, not have your money or save your money for, of course, the two drink minimum. That may be a problem. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I will also I'll, I'll also spot you on that if it, if it is truly hard times. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I would rather have a wonderful, happy audience um, than have. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely worth it to me. And uh, and no one's taken advantage. No one said, "Can I have seventy tickets?" <laughs> I mean, and also I'm not also I'm not that popular of a comedian, so I think that's the answer. I can be very well, generous when my <laughs> my fan base is quite small. I think it's, I've, I do this. I do this. I don't have it in my Twitter bio, but I do do the same thing. But I think you know it. It sort of. It pays forward anyway, because hopefully, you know, they'll they'll do something similar for someone else. But I think often I've found uh, it's other it's other people who are going to go on and become comedians. They can't they want to go and see comedy and they can't afford to go and see comedy. And then down the line, they'll go, you know, so it's 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 I found it very. Yeah, exactly. And if there are spare seats, which, again, there usually are in my gigs. Um, oh, yeah, it seems, for it sure. Seems, <laughs> like, it seems great. Like it. 
<laughs> seems crazy not to have people to come in. Uh, I'm going to ask you some stupid questions because we've had a uh, nice, nice, serious chat. Uh, and uh, we'll go back to talking seriously. I did put a couple on this book and turned over the page. And don't oh, that's that because I'm looking at the wrong copy. Um, uh, here we go. Uh, if you could change one thing about the human body, which one thing would you change? About like everyone, not a... just about yourself. No, I'd like everyone to be able to have a pocket, like a, <laughs> a skin pocket. Yeah. Uh, where you could keep keep stuff you'd never lose any you'd never lose certain things you know like you'd have this little skin pocket i would think around the waist maybe yeah, uh, yeah nice nice so you can reach in there because uh, a lot of women's clothing don't come with pockets yeah uh, rachel paris's uh, new book uh she's a very good a british comedian uh, talks about exactly this that for the men do get pockets and women's mm. pockets are, if they're there, are too small to put anything in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's painful. Yeah. And we're just, we're facing it now. I mean, the kangaroo is ahead of you. So the cat, you, you'd like to sort of have a kangaroo arrangement where they've got a big pocket there. That, now that you you made the dream bigger, yeah. that, that a large, that would be nice. Yeah. It would be, or like a backpack, like a skin backpack. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, that that or a shelf, like a shelf that you had. Um, I don't know. Just to, <laughs> a shelf would be good but for parties. Just keeping yeah, your drink. You could put your drink put your on drink it. on it. You know, and I know some some. If you had bigger breasts, that's a shelf. All right. Okay. <laughs> You get a big tummy. I've got quite a big tummy again. I could, oh, that's I'll work nice. on that. I could work on that and push that. Out. Uh, all right. Here's another. Here's another conundrum for you. Would you rather live in the 17th century or the 23rd century? Uh, you don't get to check out what the 23rd century is going to be like, so it could be much worse. Um, you would know everything you know now, whichever direction you head in. So uh, you could either be the greatest inventor, philosopher, scientist, author of the 1600s, or the stupidest person in the 23rd century. Well, I'm a woman. So yep. I'd be dead by 15. Um, <laughs> I say 17th then. I say, yep. uh, yeah, just have a terrible pregnancy and out like a light. Like, you know, like just that it would be neat to see things, even though I'm sure it was just filthy and stinky yeah. and um, not uh, a lot of fun. But I, I could do it 15 years. <laughs> I don't think you go necessarily back to being a baby. I think it would be you now. I think uh, so. You know, but I'll let I'll let oh, you. I'll, I'll oh, allow. oh, I'll you are saying me as a fifty-one-year-old woman? Yeah, you're going back to the seventeenth century yeah. with my teeth, the teeth I have now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, fifty percent. Okay. Well, yeah. If I, man, I would only last for about two months because I need my meds. So I don't yeah. know. I don't. Yeah. I just. I, I would still say 17th century just because I am afraid. I am afraid of the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's safe. I mean, if, if you're allowed to study a bit beforehand, you could probably work out where best to go. But, like, I think the 20th... I'm not sure there's going to be much going on in the 23rd century. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I hope it will be. It could be, you know... It'd be, it's a shame we die, isn't it? But it's also, you know... I mean, in the, in the, in the long run, it's a, it's a good thing, but... Yeah, it'd be nice to see how things turn out and how the story ends. It it would it 
Well, I think we're seeing it though. We might <laughs> see it. Feels prescient. Yeah, feels like we're we're heading uh, in that direction. Um, what else? I, I won't ask you that question. Oh, uh, if you, um, I don't think I asked you this before. Forgive me if I did. But if you, uh, if all the world's art galleries and museums said we love Maria Bamford and she thinks she's great. You can have one thing from any museum or art gallery in the world and it's yours to keep. What would you like to have? It can be a art or just a historical artifact or anything. Is there anything you'd like? It's a big question. Wow. That is really... Um, uh, could I steal all the stuff that was stolen from <laughs> you could take stuff that was stolen and give it back really re-steal it <laughs> give it back elgin well, marbles maybe not give it back maybe just just, keep it. just just kind of be the new stealer yeah that, that's fair <laughs> enough i mean they can't i mean they, they can't complain they can't just they go like, hey you're stealing our stuff we've stolen don't don't let anybody have a good time <laughs> No one rejoice. <laughs> I'll um, keep it in a U-Haul. <laughs> um, and I don't want to be too... I mean, we've talked about depressing subjects, but I, I have a question where I ask, uh, do you think the picture that will feature in your obituary, Maria, has mm. already been taken? Or do you think it, it's a photo yet to come? And if it has oh. been taken, what do you think it is? Well, for sure, it's the youngest one. Um, right. <laughs> I always take the, which, that just bums me out. Um, yeah, I mean, let me see, what would it be? I mean, I think it's going to be my, the headshot that I always put up, and I believe it was from 2005. Right. Um, I have very long blonde hair. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of a misty portrait with me smiling in two different ways. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I think that's I think that's gonna be it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's hard to no. think of it's it actually you've done so many things. It's sort of hard to think of what would be like the defining role necessarily. I suppose Lady Dynamite maybe, but I don't. I it's there's there's so many options for you. I think from the past and I think from the future as well, Maria. To be honest, but um, uh, it is. It's some people go. Yeah, there's going to be a picture well, of you from that show. If an obituary is like the Albany Funny Bone, uh, they're going to try to get the hottest looking picture of me. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure they will. Who's this bag of bones and hank of hair? <laughs> um, oh, I saw you were on Cameo as well, which I like to talk to uh, people about. Do you do you, oh, do you yes. get do you get a lot of uh, business on Cameo? It's like yeah. a, it makes it, it's it's a nice uh, thing to do, and it kind of uh, makes me feel useful on some level. I mean, I've thought about going back to grad school a billion times for a number of different uh, possibilities. I did try to be in the LAPD, the Los Angeles Police Department, in my thirties. Right. I did not make the cut. <laughs> uh, so. The, to feel useful is is helpful. Uh, yeah, so I I do charge people. I believe it's a hundred and fifty dollars. See, I like that, Rick, because you're valuing yourself. My problem with cameo is often I think people are 
they've set the price too low. They may get more money doing it that way, but it feels like they've cheapened themselves. If it's $30 or $40, I feel like, no, just have the... Have the go over go into three figures. Don't go into four if, figures, but go into, into four three figures. figures. Well, I if if you're an extrovert or uh, <laughs> or if you're yeah, then then the go for it. But um, yeah, I I can't do too many of them. And then uh, uh, but they're really nice. Yeah, because sometimes it can be because it's people who are specific fans. They uh, you know, it's like <laughs> it's things that are pretty intense. Like I just. I just got a diagnosis. I'm I'm still having episodes of psych psychosis. I, I there's still some dragons. There's still dragons. Could you give me a pep talk? Yes, I can. Oh, cool. What are those dragons saying? And uh, write it down. Yeah. Um. So th so that's uh yeah no it, it makes me feel useful and it sort uh, of connects. I mean it's sort of a good yeah. and a bad thing. I don't know. I mean I think you, that the way the way you're talking about it is a very good thing, but it's a connection to your audience, which I think in the past people would have been a bit more scared about doing. I don't know. It's sort of I guess because the internet's opened things up anyway. Thirty <laughs> years ago, you thought I'm not going to get let anyone talk to me on a phone call or something i don't know well and, and and yeah the app makes it very safe for me like i can yeah. turn stuff down like I, 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 you know just a couple situations where someone wanted me to do something i was like eh, no. yeah. and uh you know so i can t definitely turn it down and and all that that jazz and i will also do it for free you just have to find me in person yes well, I sort of feel that about I, I, you know, I don't get asked that much about that, this sort of thing. But I sort of when people say, can you say happy birthday to my friend? I just say, if you can give like 10 pounds to charity, I'll, I'll do that. You don't need to come through an app. I don't mind doing those sort of things. We're, you know, I'm a very lonely person. I'm stuck up here on my computer anyway. I might oh, as well. I hear, yes, that is part of it as well as is the, the, the deep loneliness uh, that is a well that has no bottom. <laughs> And so we, in your tour of, of Europe, I suppose we'll call it, certain parts, selected parts of Europe, um, do you get much time, downtime from that? Or are you, are you is it just town to town? Yeah, or do you, yeah we're you taking a couple of days in between every every city, I think, or at least one day. And uh, yeah, so taking it easy. Are you going to plan to do stuff or are you just going to stay in your hotels? and? Oh, we're, well, we're going to going to probably go to every art museum that is available to us. Um, my right. husband is a painter, so he loves going to museums and I love going to museums. Yeah. I also love going to gift shops. I like to get a fancy pen mm -hmm. and a pad of paper and then pretend that I, I, I too am an artist. I'm an artist. <laughs> well, you are an artist and, uh, you know, it's... It's fantastic stuff you're doing. It's always massively enjoyable to, uh, to talk to you because then I just get to watch loads of your stuff. You know, admittedly, the bubble that you went in much. I did watch I watched, I watched Human Resources. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm trying to work out whether there's... Uh, there's... Oh, I, I, don't, I didn't see this one. You were, you've played Mrs. Claus in Santa Inc. What would that... Santa so Inc., played... yes. Yeah. What it was that very saucy it's a very saucy version of santa one of his elves is a woman sarah silverman oh okay and Maybe the sarah silverman becomes the first female santa is ah. the idea of santa inc and it's kind of like 
a terrible Amazon corporate thing that um, bro broy place that Santa has going, and I play his much leaguered wife. Um, and because this is saucy Santa, uh, there's a lot of blowjob talk. A lot of <laughs> okay. Just heads up, not for kids. Okay, I was gonna say there was a. I thought I might have seen it because there's a show very like that but it doesn't have blowjob talking and you're not in it. I would remember you being in it and Sarah yeah. Silverman. So it wasn't the thing when you've got kids, you just, you, you've got this, you're in a daze and you suddenly go, Oh, did I watch that? Did I watch, even as an adult, did I watch that thing? This sounds familiar. Oh no, there was no blowjob. I was watching it with my children. There was no, there was no talk about blowjobs. It's all, it's all fine. Um, this is a bit of a, it's not quite, we weren't going to pockets again, but my new question that I like asking and that I think I've slightly blown with the, with, with the pocket question is if you, Maria Bamford, were like a caterpillar and could go into a chrysalis and dissolve and come out as anything you wanted, it doesn't have to be a person, it can be a person, and you could come out as anything, like a, you know, a caterpillar to a butterfly, it can be that extreme, or it can be you with a pocket, but let's not do that. What would you, what would you like to turn into if you could chrysalize yourself? Okay, and this thing doesn't exist. Okay, so good. it's just an imagine. I desperately want to be able to ride in someone's brain and see their thoughts and their experiences and their whatever it is. And then, and but I would just totally be, you know, noticing. I wouldn't be in the brain having the same thoughts. I'd be like, you know, on on a riser. Yeah. Uh, inside of their brain in a comfortable chair. And I could just see everything they thought, all the things that they're worried about, um, their plans, their feelings. Yeah. I'd like to be able to do that uh, with anybody, anywhere, anytime, all the time. Okay. So you could just choose the person you, you can just hop between brains? Yeah. yeah. And the, you know, somebody say, oh, well, the lo fi version of that is listening. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I gotta <laughs> who would you start with though you got who's going to be your first person's brain oh, you would like to be inside to watch well probably like well my husband i would like to yeah. see what's going on in his brain yeah because he has he has a uh yeah just like know why somebody reacts to things in a certain way or how something makes somebody feel yeah. Um, my husband loves music and, uh, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with music. Like I understand when people go, yeah, I don't like comedy. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like I'm m music is good. I, if I hear something three times, I go, oh yeah, that's nice. Um, but I've, I've never, yeah, bought music. Yeah. Um, I'm the same. yeah, I've never bought it. Yeah. So, um, so you'd like was... to be in the position where you understood what someone was getting yes. from music. Yeah, that's very, that's very interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well. If only we could. If only you could ask your husband. If only. You could, <laughs> if only you could talk. And then <laughs> take that time <laughs> to hear. Um, <laughs> well, I know. Well, I know he he blisses out. He says he blisses out, and then he just. Um, yeah, like time passes so quickly. Like he'll just be at a live music event, and he just like two hours have gone, and he won't even notice that it's passed. Right. And I'm like, wow. Um. So, so I, I do not know what that's like. Um. I guess I, I guess I would like to experience a little bit of it. 
Yeah, I, I would. I would. I'd like to understand. I mean, I agree with you. I, I don't. You know, I don't mind music, but I don't love music, and I. Uh, I I'm just. I think I'm a bit too anxious to go out and enjoy it in a scenario like that. I'm more worried. So when I'm, if I'm at a gig like that, I think my I, what I've worked out, I think, is I'm just worried about needing the toilet, and the toilets are horrible, and it's really, and they're really packed, and so I, it's difficult to wee next to another man, and you'll always be like shoulder to shoulder with another man. Uh, if you are a man, and uh, and I think that might be partly it, but yeah, I can't really lose myself. In, I, I, I think I don't know if I can lose myself. Do I lose myself in comedy? No, not in the, not in that way. But I like you know I prefer comedy to music. I prefer comedy. I like um, what do I like? <laughs> I do like comedy. Um, I can lose myself. Well, reality television. Okay. I enjoy a dumb uh, show where people have decided to marry each other without meeting each other. I love that. (laughs) While doing something like bookkeeping or ironing. I enjoy that. Also my cults. I like being in cults. I'm in a um, a bunch of 12 step groups. I don't know. I don't know how popular that is over there. We know, we know what it is. We've got it. We've got it. Yeah. They're uh, it's huge here in in LA and um, yeah. They're, we're in the epicenter of 12-step groups. But I love, those are kind of like a hobby to me. Okay. Like, I know I'm not changing at all. Like, it's not. It's just, but it's still like Dungeons and Dragons for me. Like, I, yeah. it's just fun. <laughs> but you've done reality TV. You talk about it. Is it is it in Weaknesses, the brand you talk about your your appearance on a cookery, cookery reality oh, show? Oh, yeah. Worst, worst cook celebrity edition. And, yeah. uh, man... They, I, I was very lucky to be considered a celebrity. Uh, um, okay, who was on there? The, one of the Jacksons. Um, I think it was Latoya. I think, Latoya, Latoya yeah. Jackson. Uh, uh-oh. That's going to be our plumber. Can I Can I hold on and just get yeah, this? Well, we, yes, I'm, yeah, go ahead. So sorry, so sorry. No, don't worry, don't worry. Sorry. And now... Oh. oh come on oh it's she's not a screaming monster she's just a baby what's she wearing the dog what's the what's the uh the costume she's, she's got on a... the costume it's a little it's a little brindle it's like a little uh harness oh, okay, um, yeah. and then her her brother's down here I, I would pick him up but he's 40 40 pounds okay <laughs> oh hey come on now kiddo <laughs> Um, sorry. No, it's okay. There's, our dog is exactly the same, although I can't pick up my dog either. It's a very, very big dog. But uh, she, um, uh, every time the doorbell goes or anyone's in the house or anyone's around the house, that's, oh that's my God. the, uh, that's very, good, very, very good guard dog, but wouldn't do anything if they came into the house, of course. No, yeah, she would uh, lick their fingers <laughs> and uh, be ultimately delighted. Uh, <laughs> Here, oh my god, and now the, the plumber's now in the basement. Anyways, Richard, this is falling apart. It's all right, um, I was gonna, I was gonna wrap up anyway. Marie. Okay, great. We, okay, sorry. Well, it's been really lovely to talk to you. Look, I can see that your, your house is falling apart and your dogs are going crazy. I would just remind everyone you're coming to Dublin on April the 21st and then Glasgow, Birmingham, Manchester, London, maybe an extra date in London, Amsterdam and Rotterdam. Fantastic new stand-up. 
show, which I know everyone will uh, enjoy. Uh, always an absolute... I absolutely... I love you, Maria. Like, properly oh. love you, but in a... You know, I'm in love with you, but in a in the best sort of way in that I just need to... I'll talk to you once every five years, and that's all we have to do. It's the agape yeah. Episcopalian love okay. that yeah. show business is all about. It is. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Richard, for your time. And uh, yes, much love to you and your family and, and your your doggies. And uh, Thank, you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to come. To, All right, to your- see you. Everyone okay. make German. The amazing Maria Bamford. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Maria Bamford. Thank you very much to Scant Regard for playing this music. I'm indebted to Chris Evans, not that one, for setting up that transatlantic link. Thank you to Ian Zoom uh, and Ian Zencaster for their help as well. I'm also indebted to Ben Walker, my regular producer. And thank you to Kathleen McKeegan from the fantastic Rahalastapa.com website, which helps me work out what I've asked people before. Uh, this is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Head to GoFasterStripe.com. You can buy DVDs and books and downloads and all sorts of things, badges, and have all the fun in the world. Thank you very much for listening. See you again next week. Goodbye.